All right. Well, welcome back, everyone. Um, it is indeed time for D-League, so we will be doing an NBA uh, preview podcast today, uh, just giving you a quick little rundown of, of how we see this um, season transpiring. Um, so I'll be joined here in a, a little bit by Chris, um, as well as IBS Jesus, um, for a little troll session. Um, so, yeah, I mean, it's um, definitely one of the more exciting NBA seasons. I, I definitely think we can all say uh, the league is indeed back. Um, so um, definitely plenty here to talk about, um, probably um, run a little bit into some of these games tonight as well. Um, so just starting off, I mean, I'll, I'll talk about some of the off-season moves um, that, that have transpired. I mean, I think you you got to take a look out there in San Antonio, and, and obviously they made some huge moves um, to bolster that team, but you also got to take a look um, at some of the other teams um, as well um, and, and just know that Oklahoma City giving Kevin Durant back is probably um, one of the bigger moves um, as well within the season. So um, definitely a, a really exciting um, time to, to be an NBA fan. I feel like um, people will call this the golden age. There, there's just so many stars and interesting storylines, and that's the thing about the NBA. Um, the personalities shine. It's not all about the team. So even on a boring night, you'll you'll get a story that'll break, that'll uh, just kind of really uh, take over a little bit of, of just what you feel. So um, while I'm waiting for um, Jesus and, and Chris, I think uh, the first thing that I'll do is um, I'm going to go into just a little quick preview of my squad, uh, the Minnesota Timberwolves. Um, they made a little bit better um, than people who don't know is that the T-Wolves the um, what people don't know is that the uh, T-Wolves the um, were actually pretty good uh, when they were healthy last year. Um, Rubio is um, definitely going to help the team. Um, they probably won't be too good until they stop starting with Levine. Um, he's just too small. Um, but then from there, um, I, I think everyone um, will be good to go. Uh, so I think I'm going to try to click over um, and let some people win um, here on the, the show. Um, it's my first time doing it, so it takes me a, a quick little second just to give it a tap. So we're trying to patch them in right now. Um, looks like we're we are indeed live. Uh, so um, just kind of while while we get them on. Um, we'll talk a little bit about the, the Western Conference. Um, I, I think the um, the Western Conference here um, is extremely deep. I, I think we um, got to start with, with the champs, man. They looked really good. I, I think it's a situation where um, they can definitely um, repeat. And I think everyone's got to kind of take a look at that. Um, 
Uh, so I think we, we finally have um, people connected. So just one moment, I'm going to try to connect them now. Yo. Yo, is everyone here? Yo. Yeah. You guys can hear me? Yeah, I was struggling a little bit there. I wasn't on the dashboard. Uh, well, I, I appreciate you guys calling in, fellas. We're going to try to make this uh, somewhat quick. Um, I was having a little technical difficulties there. You can't let black people have machinery. Uh, but I was just going in a, a little bit, um, giving a quick preview of our teams. Um, the T-Wolves aren't going to make the playoffs, so I made that quick. Wiggins will be the most improved player, though. Going to drop 22 a game or so, be top 10 in scoring. Um, I guess we can go to Lou uh, since his team's a little bit more established in his fandom a little longer than three months. Uh, what do you think about your Wizards this year? Where, where do you see you guys? Uh, about the same. I mean, in terms of long-term success, I think they'll be about the same this year as they have been the last couple of years. Probably get bounced out in the second round, and that's simply because there's a lot of holes on the roster when you take a look from top to bottom. I mean, it's really just it's really just a bunch of role players, one guy who has the potential to be a little bit better than that, and then John Wall. So I'm looking for the team to, you know, pace and space a little bit better than they have. Last couple of years they've been running traditional looks with two big men. I think they'll play a lot more small ball this year, try to shoot a lot more threes and uh, push the pace, play solid defense. But, yeah, like I said, no more than a second-round exit, maybe the conference finals. So besides being healthy, what do you think Bradley Beal needs to do to take the next step? Or is it possible, or is he just is what he is? I think it's possible he is what he is, and it's it's crazy because I was talking to a Wizards fan the other day who said that they would rather, if they had the choice in the offseason, they would rather keep Brad Beal and get a number of free agents with the cap space we're going to have rather than not re, not re-sign Brad Beal to get Kevin Durant and worse free agents, I guess you could say, around that. And I was like, no, you're crazy, because it is very possible that Brad Beal is what he is. You know, it is very possible. But I think for him to take the next the next step, I think he's just – he's got to stop shooting so many long twos. I mean, that's that's just been the main problem with him his whole career. I mean, he the name of the game in the NBA now is to shoot as many threes as possible, try to get to the rim, try to get fouled. Those are the main ways to score now. You can see Beal coming along a little bit in that regard, getting the line a little bit more last year. I think he shot three more free throw attempts last year, three and a half more free throw attempts last year than he did the year before. But and I don't know the specific stats, but he's got to be he's got to be in the top ten, maybe top five, you know, twenty twelve to eighteen foot jumpers in the league, and that's just the lowest percentage shot. Uh, needs to be more aggressive getting to the basket. Obviously, stay healthy. Sounds simple, but. Um, We'll see if he can do it. Yeah, it's always been weird to me because there's games in, in playoff series, actual good ones, where there are four all-stars on the court where he's the best player of the entire game. And then there's games where it's just, I don't know. So I just think he's a tweener. I'm not sure that he can ever be that a top ten player as a tweener. So, um, oh, no, Alan, I don't. I don't see him. I don't. I, well, the top ten is out of the question. I, I think it's possible he could be as good as Clay Thompson, but yeah, that's you know again. I think he's a little bit better of a secondary ball handler than Clay. Not as good of a shooter, not as good of a defender. So he's got some things to work on there. But um, 
I think he could be as good as Clay Thompson. It's probably his ceiling. Okay. Alan, I guess you're a uh, quote-unquote Spurs fan. Um <laughs> What do you what do you think about those uh those geezers this year? They're gonna they're gonna actually get out of the first round or, or what you thinking? I'm I'm not I'm not sure um that they're they're geezers now. I think they got they got a little younger. <laughs> but uh no, they should get out the first round. Um I think the West is gonna depend on matchups. Like, um I'm pretty sure that's how it went last year as well. Like uh certain teams matched up well against others, and, and I know how a lot of them like to rest players, especially the Spurs. Um, they love to rest their starters throughout the season. And um, you could say a little bit of tanking goes on where guys kind of want to get the fifth seed and want to get the sixth seed to play this team and this team. But um, I don't think the Spurs are going to gonna do anything that you wouldn't expect as far as they'll be around um, at least to the second round. Uh, I think they got enough uh, in the legs to, to last to the second round. Uh, I want to see how um, LaMarcus helped uh, Tim Duncan um, in regards to um, the offensive uh, production. I know Timmy's still hitting the boards, but he's not hitting them quite as hard. And uh, to be honest with you, um, I was reading that they might they might be uh, doing a little something with Tony Parker's minute as well. So, yeah. I don't know what Popovich has got going on, but I trust I trust Pop. I trust trust his system. Obviously, it produces winning teams. Um, he's got talent. He's pretty much bringing back his same bench. Um, there's not a lot of roster turnover per se. Uh, I guess you could say uh, was Tiago Splitter's gone, but I mean they got Lamarcus Aldridge, so that's beyond an upgrade. This is true. Okay. Um, I mean, I, I think I think that's pretty uh, fair assessment. Um, surprise teams? Any any teams that obviously it's the NBA. I mean, there's not going to be a surprise team winning the ship, but any surprise teams that you think will do a lot better than projected, make the playoffs, maybe get out of the first round um, that people aren't expecting, or even the West make the playoffs outside of the obvious that everyone's predicting. Hmm. It's, that's that's really a tough question because <laughs> I've, I've been looking at some of the teams and everybody's kind of high on the Jazz, so I I think they kind of took that one from me. Um, but I don't I don't really think there's any surprises out left. I think it's going to play out exactly how people think, and that the uh, last spot would be occupied by somebody like the Jazz. Um, the East might have a surprise, but I don't know if they're going to. They're definitely not good enough to make the playoffs, but. My my surprise is going to be that the Magic are not a lottery pick next year. Okay. Yeah, I mean it's, they're they're definitely. I think those are the teams that that people sleep on the most is is that have rookies or second year players and and people that could potentially make that jump to uh, an all star or like even close to an all star starter. So um, I think um, I think that's a good pick. I think Olin Depot and and Lukovic both could. Could kind of make a jump. What about you, Philo? You you see any surprises? I mean, I I say the Jazz will make the playoffs, but I don't know that that's a surprise. Do you have anybody off the radar you think they might make the playoffs or even win a playoff game in the East per se? Um, yeah, uh, definitely not in the West. I mean, it's chalk out there. You got the top six teams. I mean, I won't even rattle them off. And then the Pelicans, and then I guess between the Suns, Mavericks, and 
Jazz, you're probably those are probably going to be those three teams fighting it out for the eighth seed. But in the East, um, I was going to say, well, when you've asked me this question, um, not really like that. I guess the Pistons would be my answer for specifically what you're talking about. Um, and, and it depends on how much of an offensive um, improvement Drummond has made. Um, I noticed last night he's still kind of he's still kind of clumsy in the post down there, but he's just so dominant athletically. I think we're going to see a lot of nights like last night. I mean, he's he's going to up his scoring. I think I think it'll be interesting to see. We talked about it a little bit today on the page how Jennings and Jackson either split minutes or mesh together on the court. That's going to be kind of awkward, I think. But um, if they're able to figure that out, I think they have a, as good a shot as anybody to maybe sneak into that eight seed in the East. Because I think the East is a little bit better and teams are starting to become more established as well and that's almost as chalk as the West now. I think the top seven teams in the East are pretty much you know, you know what you're gonna get. So um but my my main answer for this question is gonna be the Heat. I really do think if they can stay healthy, I mean they could double as one of the disappointing teams this year if they don't stay healthy, but if they do I really think they're gonna give the Cavs trouble in the playoffs, especially if the Cavs just aren't healthy as well, you know, so like they were last year. Um, that's a dangerous team in the East, man, and I, I know we've talked about it, but if they can stay healthy, I, I think they're going to go to the finals if they stay healthy. So. Oh, wow. Yeah, and it's definitely surprising. Um, yeah, I mean, I pretty much got chalk, um, to be fair, uh, so we can kind of move on. Anybody you see flopping that's receiving a lot of press and, uh, I would say it'd be similar to San Antonio next last year, and they kind of received a lot of press and then out the first round. Um, even Chicago maybe um, got talked up, and they're out in the second round. Any any teams you see that are, are kind of getting a lot of buzz that you don't see going as far as people are saying? Um, I think the Hawks. Um, like last night was not surprising to me. I know it's the first game. A lot of things happen in the first couple of weeks of the NBA. Um, kind of a crap shoot when trying to pick out teams are going to what teams are going to establish themselves. But I think it's going to show that Demari Carroll, like they needed the sum was greater than its parts last year for the for the Hawks. Yep. Like they needed every single player they had healthy to win sixty games, which they did. They managed to not. Get bit by the injury bug throughout the season. They got to the playoffs. They had a few injuries. They got swept by the Cavs. They should have lost to the Lizards. You know, I know I'm a fan. I won't make excuses. We won't get off topic. But uh, I think the Hawks this year. I don't know if they're necessarily in danger to miss the playoffs. I do think they won't win as often as they do last year. I could see Schroeder maybe falling out of love with his role. You know, you kind of mentioned he wants to start. I still see like a 45 plus win season, but definitely not as good as last year. And uh, you know, they might get bounced in the first round, drawing a four to six seed matchup rather than an eight seed, you know, like the Nets last year, and they still almost lost. So it's it's one of those things. I just, you know, I'm not going to say Damari sit here and say Damari Carroll was the best player on the team, but like I said, some was greater than its parts. They needed all those guys. Kent Bazemore's not getting it done like Damari Carroll did, and neither is Stavos Stephalosha. So we'll see if other guys can pick up the slack and they can maybe figure it out. But that's my disappointing team. Alan? I'm going to go with the Clippers. Um, the Clippers off season was just crazy. Something made for uh, like A and E, but um, I just don't like I don't like their bench. 
Um, I know they got names on their bench like Paul Pierce and Jay Smooth, but I just don't feel like they upgraded in the areas that they needed uh, to upgrade when it comes to the bench. And I just see them um, going into the playoffs again, taxing their starters uh, like they do the last couple years. Um, Blake Griffin, Chris Paul, and those guys log a lot of minutes. And uh, the the West is stronger this year. Um, I think with the addition of Kevin Durant, obviously, when they're back in play, um, I I have a little bit of faith in the Pelicans that they're going to surprise a couple people, uh, especially with uh, the new coach implementing uh, his system. Uh, You see how they ran with the – with the um, Warriors last night, and they, they seem to have a little bit more poise uh, based off of their um, playoff experience last year. I think they got a little bit more confidence. And, and I just see teams uh, just using their rotations better and uh, just pretty much the clip wearing out probably around – I wouldn't be surprised if they were a first-round exit, honestly, like a surprising first-round exit depending on their matchup just because they – they're one of those teams that you're not going to get a lot of quality minutes from Paul Pierce at this point in his career, I don't think. Jay Smoove is a question mark every night. He's like the the power forward version of Josh Smith. I mean, uh, J.R. Smith. You don't know what he's going to do when he's on the court. He could be great. He could be terrible. Um, they're going to need Chris Paul to stay healthy, and they're going to need Blake Griffin definitely to stay healthy. And um, given how much uh, time they put in last year, I, I would be a little concerned if I was a Clipper fan. Yeah, no, that's fair. Um, I think mine may shock a, a few people. Um, um, <laughs> I was going to say that, but I didn't want Maurice to be like. Shout out I'm to Maurice, but, yeah. like, <laughs> people, everybody keep talking about how the well, Warriors got lucky with their, like, path and whatnot. But what about the Rockets and, and how lucky they got? Um, last year with, with, with their path to the conference finals. I mean, you had the Clippers just having an epic collapse of all proportions. I mean, the Rockets really got lucky when you infer that. And just how does adding drunk Ty Lawson make them a, a true finals contender? Like, they had no shot of beating the Warriors, if we're being 100% honest. And then you add Ty Lawson, who's a liability on defense and got to turn into Damian Lillard. Um, when when you really think about like how they're gonna try to stop teams, like how can you have Ty Lawson and, and James Harden in your backcourt in the West and really think you're you're a contender? So I mean, I guess they don't they can play Lawson some with the the bench units and whatnot, but I'm gonna be real, like that's not a contender. Dwight Howard, he didn't get injured in the playoffs. He didn't get injured over the summer. Why is that nickel playing? Like. Yeah, he, he started on the injury report, yeah. <laughs> yeah, he's not there. Uh, I'm still critical of Kevin McHale. I, I just I just don't I don't know. I feel like he's he was one of those guys that that um he was fortunate enough to have enough talent and enough things happen um circumstantially uh with the Clippers to be able to overcome uh some just I just don't like I don't. I think he's a lot like uh, what's his name. Uh, he, he got fired from uh, the Thunder. Was it Brooks? Oh, Scott Brooks. Yeah, I feel like he doesn't utilize his entire team. Like he's got talent on that bench. I mean, they're not big names, but I mean, it's guys that when he plugs in uh, people to play, they produce. But they'll they'll be plugged in to play when somebody gets hurt, and you never see them when that person comes back healthy. Like I think the guy. Uh, Capello, or uh, it's like a power forward, a black guy. Oh, yeah, uh, he's, yeah, yeah. He's not Capella. Capella yeah, he's not, he's not 
he doesn't light up the world, but he's a very good uh, contributor to the team. And, and he, to me, sometimes gives them uh, a spark of energy. Uh, and they got guys like Corey Brewer. He uses Corey Brewer uh, for his energy, but you got guys like Capello. He uses Corey Brewer too much. Yeah. It's like, <laughs> oh, he what? He uses Corey Brewer too much. Yeah. But, yeah. So, like, it's I'm like, agreeing it's with you. Those, yeah, it's one of those things where I feel like he doesn't necessarily know his roster. He's not comfortable enough with his roster, and that just puts more pressure on his starters. Like, that's, that's to me, the key. Uh, in this in this new generation of NBA that we're seeing, it's not it's not small ball. It's it's the fact that the teams who win are deep. They use all their players. They utilize every person that they can possibly use. And it's not always a big name player, but it's role players and guys know how to put people in the roles that make them work. People who can maximize their rosters uh, in today's NBA are the ones who can win. It doesn't necessarily have to be a big three. It's just people who know their players. And I think Mikhail, uh is struggling a little bit with that. Yeah, no, I, I would definitely agree. I don't, I don't think Mikhail is the best in-game coach when it comes to game management or um, kind of actually building a roster. Um, next thing uh, that we're going to go to and talk about a little bit is uh, MVP. Who do we, who do we have? Um, MVP tonight, and, and and last night may have changed what the answer will be. Um, if, if you uh, <laughs> caught the game last night, may change it a little bit. What do you What do you think, uh, Alex? You, who's gonna be MVP, man? <laughs> yeah. I hate to be so cliche and jump on the bandwagon, but God dang, Steph Curry! <laughs> I'm, I'm scared that like people keep saying that. Like, I keep seeing these articles saying that this is a breakout year, and I'm like, what the hell? A breakout year? What was last year then? If this year is a breakout <laughs> year, I'm scared for the NBA. I mean, the guy the guy just – he's just incredible, man. Like, he's so poised. He, he's, he's clearly got the, the basketball on the string when he's dribbling. Uh, I mean, you know, you can hate on his, his crab dribbles now that he's added to his repertoire, but, I mean, any any shot he wants, he can take, he can make – he can shoot all day from the corner. He just decides to move elsewhere on the court to give people a chance. But I think Steph Steph's going to be the MVP again. Uh, yeah, I mean, I can't say that I disagree. To be honest, man, like, uh, it's he's out of control. Shout out to Chase Howell. Like, you're a lucky dude, man. You got in at the right time. <laughs> you got in at the right time, man. Like this dude. To answer Allen's question, his breakout year was two years ago when he broke the record for threes, you know, and then he broke it again last year. And But I got to stay consistent. I'm going to stay consistent with what I said the preseason because I actually disagree with you all on the Rockets and go with James Harden. Um, I think Westbrook and Durant, honestly, are going to both fall out of control this year too and stay healthy. But I think they'll take votes away from each other. Um, that just kind of tends to happen. I mean – they're gonna, you know, writers are gonna be focused on who did what, who did uh, more for the Thunder. They're always gonna pick Durant. I mean, let's be real. They just like to hit on Westbrook, but um, yeah, I'm gonna say James Harden for that reason. I think, I think LeBron's back is concerning, and it's kind of a shame he has multiple MVPs. That kind of counts against him at this point. Like they just don't want to vote for LeBron anymore, so he'd have to, aside from his back, even if he was healthy, he'd have to prime Heat, prime Cleveland numbers, and that's just probably not gonna happen. So uh, I'm gonna stick with Harden. Yeah, um, they're really ready to crown Anthony Davis 
So I think all he needs to do is get to a 60. Oh, yeah. Um, and he's getting it, but I don't have any faith that they'll do that. Um, so forget what y'all saying. I got Westbrook. Um, I think that he is. <laughs> I think that my man is going to um, be top three in the league in assists, and I think he's going to be top three in the league in points. I think Oklahoma City is going to win somewhere between sixty-two and sixty-five games, and I think that he is going to have so many triple doubles. Maybe not the thirty, eleven, and eleven triple doubles of last year. But he's going to have so many triple doubles that he's going to. I think he comes out averaging twenty four, nine and eight, and I think you, he he gets it as long as they have the best record. I mean that's kind of how it goes. Um, if they're head and shoulders five six games above everyone else, cancel out or not, they're going to give him MVP. Especially if uh, Golden State doesn't finish with the best record, because people will get annoyed with Steph enough to not give it to him. Well, well, hold up. What if it's that scenario and Durant averages his first in the league in scoring, let's just say, and he averages 37-7? and seven. They're on the same team. Like, you don't see no, split votes? No, definitely – I mean, I, I definitely could see split votes. I mean, that's a, that's a valid point. But I don't think – I think that Durant not being there and kind of the backlash that he's had against the media, it's almost reversed. Like, they kind of – like the actual writers, not like sports centers of the world, but the actual writers kind of start to have an affection for Westbrook. It's weird, but people like always talk about his tenacity and all that. So I think Durant's like crusade, and I hate the media. It kind of works against them. So that's what I think. Also, I think they win that many things. Go ahead. You also got him uh... – He's a little bit more marketable now with the goofy uh, Mountain Dew commercials and stuff. Um, and I mean, you know, people don't look at those things, but it, it plays a role. Um, and then one other thing I was going to add, um, the, uh, the the MVP race, it slipped my mind. So, you know what, forget it. But, yeah, Westbrook is probably more likable now uh, thanks to the uh, endorsements that he's doing. He even had that good commercial, uh, I think it was like a Foot Locker commercial or a Nike commercial. So he's he's becoming more more um, he's becoming uh, I guess softer in the eyes of the media. Yeah, all right. I I, I do want to get us out of here, so I'm I'm gonna get to the playoffs. Um, I'm watching this Wizards game and, and this new Super Mario, oh, yeah. the Wizards bench per usual trash bench. Um, <laughs> we were cooking early though. Man. Yeah, no. This the Super Mario guy for a magic. Y'all watch out for him. He's he's gonna be nice. <laughs> um, so what? Are you, let me, I guess uh, let me get your 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 finals um, matchup, and then who you have winning it all, and you can kind of give me a brief breakdown um, and just how you see things transpiring if you want. Uh, we can start with you, Sheila. Oh man, my answer changes so much. If you know, considering like considering them being healthy or not, you know, I if I, I see the Thunder coming out of the West, um, it's as unpredictable as any as any year it's been to pick somebody out of the West. But I think I think the Thunder are going to take it again. It's got to be if they stay healthy. If they don't, if one of if, if one of Westbrook or Durant isn't healthy in the playoffs, they're not they're not going to the finals. So, yeah, um, and. Yeah, I guess like, I'm gonna pick the Cavs. Like I, like I said, I think I'm gonna we're gonna see an interesting series. 
between the Heat and the Cavs at some point in the playoffs this year. Um, but, yeah, I'm going to go with the Cavs again. Eighth year in a row for LeBron, right? That'll be eight years in a row in the finals. So that's it, seven. That, no, that can't be where it's at. I think it's seven, man. Goodness. It's seven. He had four with the Heat five, and I think, it's, yeah, I think it'll be six. Two with the Cavs in a row, right? And then, or no. Four I don't the know. Heat. Yeah, I think four it's with six. The heat five, it six, six in a row. Yeah, six in a row, <laughs> and uh, I guess I'll pick the Thunder. Um, this is so early, man. If you ask me again in the middle of the season, I'm going to change my mind, you know. So, But that's what I got right now just based on teams staying healthy. Um, and I think, I think it will really come down to uh, an experience for the Cavs because Kevin Love and Kyrie Irving didn't really play many meaningful games really in the playoffs towards the end. Kevin Love, not at all. And, uh, I mean, the, you know, Kevin Durant and Russell Westbrook have been there before. They'll probably be hungry to beat LeBron. Um, without much more going on this season, I can't really break it down further than that, but that's what I got. Okay. Yeah. Um, what about you, Alan? I'm going to go ahead and say the Bulls make it. I think they finally get over the hump this year. I, I'm hoping that they finally get over the hump this year because if not, it would be one of the biggest waste of talents in modern sports history. <laughs> um, and then uh, up the West, I don't, I don't want to pick the Thunder just because you know, it, it makes sense that they would make it, especially, like you said, if they stay healthy. But um, I'm going to go with the Warriors going back. I think I think they can do it. I think they're they're confident enough uh, and they, they have the chemistry to uh, to get back to the NBA Finals. And if they get back to the Finals, I think they dog anybody out of the uh, out of the East. I think I honestly think they might be a better team this year. Just because of confidence, yeah. so. definitely possible. I, mean, I, I think, I think they're a better team too. Um, but uh, I, I think everyone else is better. Um, I, I kind of echo Silu. Um, I got OKC um, versus um, the Cavs. I mean, it's cliche, but um, I think Cleveland wins. I mean, I think I've heard people say Cleveland's the fourth or fifth best team, and like. People are crazy, man. When, when Love and, and Irvin and Braun were on the floor at the same time, they were absolutely destroying people towards the end of the season. That's um, true. So, as long as they stay healthy, man, like, Love is more comfortable with his role. Kyrie being out is going to be so beneficial for him and Braun. They're going to figure out how to use him. Even last night, he was cutting in the basketball, getting more rebounds. He wasn't Ryan Anderson. I'm not his biggest fan, but he was better than he played last year. So he's definitely going to help. I mean, they got Cap now. Even Verjao was in there. Like, Verjao is not an NBA starter, but if he's coming off your bench at center and giving you 18 minutes a game, you've got some depth. And once they get Schumpert back, Mo Williams, like, they can play Mo Williams and Kyrie together. Um, they don't have to depend on JR hitting shots. Mo Williams can ball. He scored 50 last year. That's true. Like, <laughs> and they they got depth down. They fixed some issues. Like more importantly, as long as they don't have Delhi on the floor in the finals, I think they could beat OKC. But I'm hoping yeah. OKC. I agree. So yeah, I, I definitely appreciate it, guys. Um, I'm gonna let you definitely let you get to this game, Chris, because I'm not sure if you're watching, but this dude Mario Lorenzo, whatever his name is, is really busting your ass. Nah, <laughs> man, get out of here. It's only a three point lead, man. I need this this uh, plus one. <laughs> 
you got a you got a lock tonight for the people? You got a lock tonight for the people, Alan? Uh, my lock tonight is the Rockets to cover. Rockets to cover minus ten. You got a you got a DraftKings or a FanDuel um, pick that you you think um, gonna show up tonight, Chulu? Uh, the DraftKings. Well, I haven't checked. The game's already started, but um, before we went, I really. Dude, honestly, I don't think you can go wrong with any of the main players from the Rockets tonight. Um, I like yep. Ariza. I like Harden. Get get somebody from there. Probably get Harden or and Ariza. I know you said something about Terrence Jones. Get yeah. get like two or three of them dudes in your lineup in a big tournament tonight. They're gonna roll hey, to score a lot of points. Look at that kid that I was talking about too that uh, comes off the bench. The yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. Well, the white out. Tonight. Yeah, he's, he's starting. Like, yeah, He's bare minimum, so Capella is definitely on a roster of mine. Um, I'm uh, my sleeper tonight is Gallinari. Um, people are sleeping on Denver; they're still going to score 100 points. Somebody's got to score for him. Um, <laughs> so I think I think it's Gallo. Wilson Chandler's out tonight, so I, I like Gallo there. Um, then um, as far as my batting pick tonight. Um, I guess my favorite one is is Utah. Um, I like Utah. Detroit's on back to back. I think they're going to stifle them on defense. So uh, that's where we're at. I, I definitely appreciate it, guys. We'll probably uh, reconvene a little bit. Um, we'll try to get a, a little bit of a weekly uh, DFS update and then maybe gambling as well to, to get you guys in. So I'll let you guys get to it. All right, cool, man. All right. All right. Peace out. Right. See you.